Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Baggies Broadcast Season 3, Episode 23. My name is Luke Hatfield and I'm joined by a man who's now been without internet for over 14 days and yet has still managed to produce some semi-decent album content. Joe Massey! What an insult that is, semi-decent album content. <laughs> Tell you what mate, if I did have you in there, I wouldn't waste my time by designing us all in Wolves kits and putting us on sort of some sort of FIFA show. Oh, mate, you don't act like you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> mate, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I know you're on some sort... I know you're a lost soul at the minute and on some sort of footballing pilgrimage to find yourself. Um, and I can understand that with how much you enjoy being at the Hawthorns. But, one, putting yourself in a Wolves kit and, two, playing against your Sohood boyhood club. Right, what? let me just Mate, clarify. you've lost the plot. Let me clarify. For those who haven't seen it, it was meant to be Villa versus Wolves on the weekend but of course the season has been suspended I was missing football so much I put together a FIFA intro um, but instead of the actual players from Villa and Wolves it's journalists from the Express and Star and journalists from the Birmingham Mail you've actually taken the time to make the characters look like us yeah yeah, yeah. I mean how much time did that take you it took me longer than I expected <laughs> It took me a lot longer. You know what it came to? Longer than um, you want to admit. I loaded up Twitter and I went on people's profiles to try and like mould the players in game to look like the people in real life. That's I was sat there for a good four and a half, five hours. Oh my god! What did your missus say? Um, just glad to be honest. It's no different to a normal weekend. I'm just sat on FIFA now. <laughs> But um, she was like, why are, you, why are you sat on fever for so long for? You're not playing any games? I was like, yeah, don't worry. Do you think this looks like Joe Massey? And she just started <laughs> laughing. Um, but I think it came out quite well, although I don't think I've got a future in commentary. Oh, I thought you were all right, mate. You think I did okay? Do you reckon, you reckon I'll be going to give me a go in, on a charity game or a oh, pre-season definitely, game? Definitely, yeah. Do you, but you didn't... Am I missing something? We didn't get to watch the game. I didn't see the game. I just saw... The intro. Oh yeah, I didn't play the game. You didn't actually play the game. No, 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 no. So we don't know what the score was. I can, I could simulate, simulate the game. You so should do that. Although I'm gonna be honest with you, I went through the effort of doing all of our stats, but I didn't do the Birmingham Mail, so they're all like 60 rated players, and we're like 90 plus. Well, that's like represent, that's like represents the paper, then, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. One good one, we, one poor one. Were you happy with your position on the pitch on the wing? Mm, yeah, I was quite happy with that. Yeah, see, I knew you would be. I was happy with that. But why did you put yourself in the Wolves team, mate? Because it was meant to be Wolves versus Villa, and the Express yeah, no, Star's based you just in make a little, like you, you created this thing. You could, if you're, if you're such a big Villa fan, why didn't you just put yourself in the Villa team? Because I wanted to, but well, the Express and Star's based in Wolverhampton. Oh, bless you. You're a confused soul, aren't you? <laughs> Trouble I can't times. help myself, mate. <laughs> um, what's going on with, with you and your internet connection, mate? Cause this oh, you don't want to talk about drama. that, do you? Oh, everyone wants to hear about it. Not a lot to say, really, mate. I um, got a phone call two. I got a phone call at eight a.m. two weeks ago. I, well, the story begins with I saw my Sky bill had gone up, so I rung them and I was like, "I don't want to pay that. Um, I'd, I'd like, can we do? Can we sort? Can you do something to like bring it, my bill back down?" So as part of the package, they said, oh, you know, you've got, like, fibre broadband, which, to be, I'm not, I don't know what fibre broadband is or what, do you know what I mean? I don't know anything about technology. Mm. But, like, 
I was very happy with my internet connection. Um, and they were like, oh, you can get like super fiber broadband now. Like, you can have that. You don't even need to like do it. Like, it would just, like, it'd, it'd be cheaper. Like, it'd be cheaper for you to have this faster internet. And I was like, all right, yeah, if it would be cheaper, that's fine. Um, so then I got a call on last two weeks ago today at 8 a.m. from an engineer saying, uh, oh, I'm coming out. Okay, I'm going to be at your house in 25 minutes to fit your new internet. Right at the like, beginning of the coronavirus outbreak. Y- yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, like, well, everyone's working from home. Mate. Everyone's been told, like, non-essential travel. And he was like, yeah, I know. He, he actually said, he was like, I don't think we should be working, but w- we are. And I was like, oh, mate, just leave it. I was like, as long as, like... And he was like, okay, if you, do, if you, if you, don't, want, if you don't want me to come, I'll leave it. And I was like, no, I'll leave it, that's fine. So then what I did was I panicked, and I was like, we need internet. Like, I hope nothing's going to, like, go wrong. Mm. So I rang him back, because he rung me on his mobile, and I was like, mate, I just want to double-check. Like, I am going to still have the internet, aren't I? Nothing's going to, like... And he was like, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, if I, nothing, will, nothing, will, uh, nothing will change. You just carry on on your old one. Mm. So that was that. Started working. 9 till 9.30, no problems. 9.30 a.m. <laughs> Internet gone. And then, mate, honestly, I can't even tell you how painful it's been since. Like, Because of everything that's going on, you're on hold for an hour every time you've run, you ring. Oh. So there's been three times where I've run, got through to a person, and they've cut me off. Like, just, it's just disconnected. The call's just dropped. So that's a re-ring. No. But I've spoken to like five, six, seven people, and every time, they like. To be fair to them, some of them have been good, and they've they've tried to help me, um, but none of them can do it. Like they just like keep hitting a wall, and they're like, "We're really sorry, we don't know what's gone wrong." Um, so Sky is saying it's the engineer's fault. The engineer is saying it's Sky's fault, and no one seems to know what to do. So what it's now fourteen miss. days, fourteen days without internet. Well, have you been enjoying tuning into uh, The Simpsons on Channel 4 at 6pm? <laughs> mate, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reliving my youth, mate. That's all I can watch. That's all we can watch is, like, normal TV. Terrestrial TV. Oh. Like, I mean, like, we feel... Because I put that tweet out initially on Twitter because I, I never, ever, ever do stuff like that. Like, I don't... I never, like, use my Twitter account to, like, moan or, like, like do stuff like that. But I was so angry when I didn't have... Like, I was so angry... That I thought I needed to like G them along, and uh, I've deleted that tweet now because like I just don't like it. But yeah, oh, no, mate. you should you should be public. You should you should take this public. Well, I'm taking it public now, aren't I? On this well, podcast, yeah. um, but you should be loud about it. But yeah, 14 days in there. It's absolutely like in lockdown as well. Working from home, it couldn't have come at a worse time, really. It could not have come at a worse time. But you managed but to get on the podcast still. Trying. I mean, luckily, luckily. I've got a work phone because um, I'm using data like you would not believe. Oh, God. The Express and Star are going to look at this bill and be like, one minute, what's going on here? They are going to be horrified when it comes through. Um, but got to work, haven't I? Got to do what you got to do, mate. Got to do what you got to do. Um, You're right. right. It's going yeah. to be a special episode, this one, Joe. Um, and we've put the tweet out. We've kind of explained what we're doing. Obviously, there's not a whole lot of football to talk about going on right now. There is news, but we're going to discuss that before we get to this, the main bulk of the podcast. But I've come up with an idea. We're going to do a top five episode. So there's going to be some serious Albion chit-chat like normal. And there's going to be some jokey, light-hearted banter, which is also like normal. Um, but we've, we've looked up some of our top fives. Um, some I haven't told Joe so he's going to be hitting him fresh he's not going to know what's coming for some of them 
Um, and we've asked the listeners to uh, provide some of their thoughts as well. And we're still going to have some questions in between. It's going to be a little bit more different, but also kind of the same as a normal podcast. Um, you, can you hear me all right? Because I just asked you if you you were all right and you're completely blank now. Oh, I was just ignoring you, mate. Oh, fair enough. No, I don't really care. I was just being polite because you asked me, so just carry on. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm fine. I'm managing. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. Um, Shall we get on to the first bit and talk about some serious stuff? Yeah, go on then. All right. What's the latest surrounding Albion and coronavirus, Joe? Um, So, the latest. What is the latest? Um... So, well, the big news yesterday was, of course, that Mark Jenkins, CEO, has taken a 100% pay cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, within that, other members of the senior management team, we're not quite sure of the details on that yet, um, but other members of the senior management team have also offered to take significant pay reductions. Um, which I've got to say, like, this is, I mean, one of the reasons why like, I've loved cov- covering Albin from the start, really, and it's because... They genuinely are um, a family club. They genuinely mm. try and do things the right way. Look, there are some people who uh, Mark Jenkins isn't going to win everyone over. He's, he's, like, he's not going to. He's not just simply because of his relationship with Jeremy Peace in the past. Mm. That's understandable for some people. But if that's, but he's done an absolutely amazing job since he's returned to the club. When you think like the fight, the accounts came out last week. Um, Basically, but when he, when he left after Gouch and Light took over, the, the the hierarchy in place at that time spanked forty million quid, ended up relegated, um, and they completely lived without their means. Jenkins has come back. He's had to restructure everything. But really savvy in the transfer market. Some crucial player sales has got Albion back to where they were. They're a financially stable club again, um, and you've got to. Be, he is the reason for that. Um, he is very, very, very good at his job, um, and now he's come out and made this gesture, which at this time, at the time we're recording this, couldn't be more welcome, really, when you look at the football landscape and how things are going. There is a real, real sort of unsavoury feel, I think, towards footballers, mm. and this, this dispute with the Premier League and players taking a pay cut and this, that and the other, and I completely understand the players' argument. I, I get that I've, I know a lot of I've interviewed a lot of footballers I've spent time with a lot of footballers and the stereotype of footballers being a bit stupid or unwilling to help or anything like that is just not true mm. uh, the vast vast majority of footballers like this, I said the only difference between them and me is they are much 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 better at football than me um, obviously the higher up you go they're obviously a lot more wealthy than me as well um, but footballers by and large are a decent intelligent bunch um, but what I don't understand is why it's taking so long to do anything. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's obviously, they, they, if I'm sure a lot of them want to have, I'm sure a lot of them want to see take pay reductions, and I completely understand them wanting to make sure the money goes to the right people rather than just into into say, say a rich billionaire owner. I can completely get that, but why why has nothing happened yet? We've been in lockdown for two weeks. Um, the, the outbreak's been going on much longer than that um, so I just I think that's why everyone's just a little bit football is becoming just a little bit disenchanted with everyday life and for someone like Mark Jenkins who look he's a wealthy man he's done very very well um, mm. but he doesn't earn what footballers in the Premier League earn um, and he has still taken the step to 
give up 100% of his salary while we're in lockdown. It'll mean that if Albion go on furlough, which they hope they don't have to, but it's obviously an option they have to consider, and they are considering, but if they do go on there, then part of your salary will help pay Albion staff 20% because they're going to top up the 80% to make sure no one's without full pay. So I think it just... I've always said this from the moment I've been... I've covered Albion. I've been so impressed with everyone behind the scenes and, and how welcoming a club it is. And I think the fact that this has come from the chief exec just sums that up, really. It's like the perfect case study. People right at the top are willing to do their bit. Yeah, it says a lot, doesn't it? Especially when you, you look at some clubs, and I'm, I'm not going to name-check any, but there are some clubs in the Premier League who have already gone down the route of furloughing staff, and it's not, it's not a great look. Is it? Well, name them. I mean, Tottenham, Liverpool. I mean, Tottenham. Daniel Levy, what did he take? Like a £7 million salary last year or something? I can't remember. <laughs> we shouldn't get into figures. But, I mean, it's not a good look. It's really, really not a good look for clubs who can spank £40 million on poor footballers to be relying on the government scheme. So, yeah. But I think Albion are doing absolutely everything they can to avoid it. But, look, if they have to go down that route, they're going to have to go down that route. Mm. And in terms of training and the squad keeping fit how's that happening are Albion still working from home in that respect yeah they're still working from home so I always end up doing this but the story we got going in tomorrow's paper um, is with Nick Davis that he's like head of performance head of fitness mm. um, he's um, given us some really interesting lines actually um, about how they are basically preparing for every eventuality mm. We obviously don't know what's going to happen, um, when football's going to be back and in what format. And, it, and it's, that, it's, it's that format question that is basically keeping him on his toes and keeping the players on their toes. They, Albion have said, he's basically said that they want to be prepared for whatever, however football comes back. And if that means that it comes back with a week's notice and it's you're playing three games in a week, um, they want to make sure that like all the players are, are in shape for that. So... They're doing a lot of a lot of things, a lot of things behind the scenes to keep them mentally in, in shape and physically in shape, and they're trying to keep them match fit, um, mm. which is obviously e- easier said than done. Um, but they're, they're trying everything, Albion. They're they're working extensively um, to keep the players in the best possible shape, which I think is reassuring to hear, really. Yeah, it definitely is, um, and it's interesting as well because there's. I imagine there's a fair bit of trust that you've got to put into the players to make sure that they're doing the work, and I'm sure they're trying to they're keeping track of, of how they're doing as well because clubs nowadays have all sorts of you know uh, tech to to obviously keep an eye on their players and see their fitness levels this and that. Um, but there have been some interesting ideas thrown about, and it'll be very interesting to see as and when. Obviously, football's on the back burner for now. Um, and rightly is considering that you know sadly people are dying from this disease and this illness and this virus um, but it is, a, it is interesting to see how things are going to go forward with the rest of the league um, other bits of news you mentioned the accounts they're out it's no surprise to see losses is it but it's nothing to be too worried about considering the way Mark Jenkins has you know worked out the way that the finances are going no, I mean, get relegated from the Premier League, you incur losses, it's as simple as that, isn't it? So, um, 
Look, you look at Albion's accounts compared to other clubs that have gone down and we're repeating ourselves really, but because of Jenkins and because of the chief financial officer and because of the people they've got behind the scenes and because of Luke Dowling as well, actually, like that shouldn't go unnoticed. Like, I mean, mm. there's not many clubs who can pick up a Shemming Ajay for £1.5 million. Um, so, and then Romain Sawyer's for 2.7. I mean, Albion have well and tr- a second in the championship, um, having well and truly lived within their means. They got some good fees in the summer, um, Jay Rodriguez particularly. Um, so I think the, the the message has always been whenever I've spoken to anyone at Albion high up is the club is financially sound. It's in a mm. it's in a, it's in a financially sound, financially stable position. They're, they're pleased with they are where they are financially, particularly um, when what happened when when Jenkins came back and the situation they were in then. So. They've done absolutely remarkable, really. Um, mm. And look, if they get up, which we all hope they do, then if they could get up another couple of years in the Prem, then they're going to be in a really, really, really strong position. Certainly will be. Um, last little tidbit in terms of news. Um, Crystal Palace being linked with Nathan Ferguson once again. Um, is this a saga that's finally going to get concluded when the transfer window does eventually open? You'd imagine so, yeah. Um, and let's all hope he goes there, to be honest, because we need him to go to another English club. Look, Ferguson's not going to stay at Albion. It would be, it'd be an absolute miracle if um, if he was to stay at Albion. The fact that after the move broke down, the only contact they basically had with Ferguson's agent was to say that he reiterated his desire to leave. Um, it's a real shame, it's a real, real shame, especially when you think where Ferguson was this time last year. But we've said all this before, like, I mean, this time last year, no one knew who he was. Um, mm. And then three, two, three months into the season, he's a household name and on, on the radar of a host of Premier League clubs and clubs abroad as well. But look, it looks highly likely Ferguson's burnt his bridges with a club. I mean, he rejected the chance to rejoin Albion on loan. Um, and you'd imagine that was probably the final straw once he'd already made it clear that he wasn't going to sign a new deal once he'd already made it clear that he wanted to move on mm. to then reject the chance to rejoin on loan when Palace had agreed to it um, I mean it's a hell of a long road back we, I mean we don't know what the situation is we know that he's one of the injured players still um, we know that he, he's not it's only him Sam Field and Jonathan Lecco that are not taking part a complete part in training as they are training at the minute um, mm. but yeah, look, he's gonna he's gonna leave. I'm sure he's gonna leave. The rumours, what we've heard, are that he's very very keen to move to London. I think his family want to move to London. Um, Palace will throw loads of money at him. I wouldn't um, so it looks highly highly likely that will happen. And look, we need him to go to an English club because if he goes abroad, it'll be FIFA compensation tariff, which is a couple of hundred thousand pounds. We all know what shambles that system is. Um, if the club decide to pay it. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long as it doesn't go to Barcelona when you get nothing, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, if he goes to a, an English club, a Premier League club, then it'll go to tribunal. But Albion have already negotiated a fee for him. So the, the initial fee was £10 million with £2 mm. million in add-ons, but that included a loan. That included that Ferguson coming back on loan. When he yeah. rejected that offer... What, when he rejected the chance to come back, the fee was renegotiated to 11 million with 1 million in add ons. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, the deal was worth 12 million quid in, in one way or another. Um, 
So for a tribunal, there's your base point. There's no reason for them not to really look at that figure and use it, as, like I say, as a base point for what, what Albion will end up with. It might not be as much. It might like, but um, it should be in that ballpark. Um, whereas obviously if he goes abroad, it's going to be what in football terms is pennies. Yeah, um, and a saga which you imagine what we hope will come to an end at some point. Should we answer the top fives, Joe? Come on then. Let's have oh, your right, fun. Okay. You love the fun, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do love some fun. Um, we've got a long list of top fives to get through, um, but we've got plenty of time. So, um, oh, let's hang on. I can start. look at the time in there, can't I? I keep forgetting that. 21 yeah. minutes in. Yeah, 21 minutes. Um, and we're going to start uh, with our top five away days of this season so far. Top five away days. Can I ask, is top five home days coming as well or not? I've got top five performances. But we can have home games if you want. I've got top five games. No, no, I don't. I've got top five Albion players this season. So I basically made a list when you when I saw that that you wanted to do top five away days. I basically made a list very quickly of games that mean something that kind of meant not meant something to me, but who, that I was like mightily impressed with. Mm. Um, and seven of those ten were away from home. Mm. Um, so I'm struggling a little bit to oh I'll knock that one out. Hang on, let's get a pen. You can give us seven if you really want. Uh, Shall I give you seven? You can you can give me seven. I'll run through my five anyway. Go on, and you do your five. My first one um, was was a game you won. Oh nice. Um, Forest away. Um, the two-one win opening day. Yeah. Um, it was strange because the Albion side looked a little bit different than it did, did now in terms of the players who were playing and such um, but I think I, was, I think it was helped by the fact that it was a you know it was a sunny day and you know the weather was nice and they got that first win and you know the hope that you know Albion could have bounced back from what was a disappointing end of the season previously was boosted right away Um with that 2-1 win um, uh, and I tell you what pretty much all the goals I think had goalkeeper mistakes written all over them <laughs> it's just an insane game um, my number four was Fulham away your first game despite only being a draw oh, I didn't make my list um, I really enjoyed that day I don't know why um, is that good food mate oh uh, yeah the food, we'll get on to food mate don't you worry that's next on the list <laughs> you shocked um, me number three West Ham. Interesting, because I've just taken that one out. That was one of the ones I just took out. I really enjoyed West Ham away. <laughs> oh, you sound so sweet when you say it. I really enjoyed that. Oh, it was, I'm glad you, you know did what? that. Despite the fact that I had to run around the entire ground to get fans, which was a nightmare, by the way, um, afterwards, the mood around Albion fans then, because it kind of came in that blip, didn't it? Where people were starting to question whether Albion had the fuel in the tank so to speak and they just pulled out that result against the Premier League team and just suddenly thought this team could cope in the Premier League or with additions could certainly cope like it uh, number two was QPR away despite me not being there yeah the Pereira free kick made that one for me um, and number one because I haven't been to many many of the 
It's weird because I haven't been to many away games where they've done really, really, really well. Albion, I'm sure you have. Really? Like, they've been brilliant on the road this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my favourite, uh, despite actually being overall a pretty poor performance, I thought, was Blues. Yeah, that's on my list. 3-2, Charlie Austin absolutely changing the game, along with Slavon Bilic and his, and his tactical just brilliance. Brilliance. Um, Kyle Edwards and Darnell Furlong playing as wing-backs who had absolutely no defensive responsibility whatsoever. Yeah. And we're just hanging out on the edge of the opposition box. <laughs> it was absolutely mental. Um, it was just a crazy, crazy game. Um, but yeah, that made my number one, my number one away day, despite only being, what, seven miles down the road or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, hit me with yours. What's your top five or okay. your top seven? I'll just do my top five and I'll just. So I'll tell you why. So I've done them in like chronologically. Okay. So my first one was um, Albion 2 0 at QPR. Mm-hmm. Just because, one, the prayer free kick, and two, because QPR did not lay a glove on them. Like, they just couldn't get anywhere near them. It was a way like 2 0 absolutely flatters QPR. Absolutely mm. flatters them. They were dominated all over the park. Um, so, yeah, I loved that. That was like, that was probably the day when I was like, don't get me wrong, from the moment I watched Albion, I thought they were a good side. But QPR were in, like, banging form at the time. Mm. Um, and they, on their home patch, they couldn't get near them. And you were just like, Albion are, a different, are in a different league to this team. They're in a completely different league. Um, so you just, I sort of knew then that they were, that they were I mean, they were always, that they were going to automatically challenge for promotion, basically, but always kind of felt that, but that they would, that they just felt they were class. Mm. Um, next one, Borough away, 1-0 win. Yeah. Scrappy Hal Robson goal late on. A uh, late Ahmed Hagazi uh, cameo to me. <laughs> <laughs> Less said about that, the better. That's the that's yeah. I mean, that was when like, I remember, yeah, but, yeah. That that was hilarious. It's hilarious now, but that's the one substitution where you're like, because Billich. That was the time when Billich was making like unbelievably good changes, wasn't he? Mm. And then Agassi comes on with like two minutes to go, looks well off the pace, and then absolutely hacks down one of their players. Um, uh, but yeah, the reason why. So one nil, Robson Carney, my main man. How Robson Carney, love him. Mm. That was the week he signed a new contract, right? Um, and it was sort of around the time he he was just forcing his way in. He was just getting himself ahead of Charlie Austin in the pecking order. Um, yeah. And yeah, he came on, scored um, scored a scrappy goal, and it, Sam Johnson also absolutely made an absolute wonder save in that game um, to deny Brett Asombolonga. Mm. And it was proper. Like Middlesbrough were good. Like they were good. Um, and it was a proper like one nil dog it away win. Like it was a win of like champions. It was a win that like gets you over the line. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed that. That was a good one. Then I got Blues two, Albion three for all the reasons you basically said. Yeah. Austin coming off the bench and banging a screamer and Billich just being a tactical genius. Um, then I got Bristol City nil, Albion three. Yeah. I wasn't uh, there for that one. You weren't. Oh, Judah was there for that one, no. Um, 
basically because two reasons. Well, they were even better than they were at QPR. They were like it was like QPR but with a bit more swagger mm-hmm. um, and a bit more bit more clinical. Um, like Bristol City again, team like they were banging the promotion, banging the promotion picture. Did not lay a glove glove on them, and it was the day when like the week before in a pre-match press conference I'd asked Bilic about Jake Livermore and he said that he didn't really want to start talking about individual players mm. um, he said like they're at a point now where no one's achieved anything and like we can't be like bigging these players up they've got to get Albion over the line basically there's no point singing their praises at this stage of the season um, and then he, afterwards he called the game Jake's game because mm. Livermore was I mean they, everyone was good but like Livermore was just ridiculously good uh, absolutely ridiculously good um, so that makes that and then the other one isn't in chronological order I've put it in the wrong place but it was uh, Millwall nil, Albion 2 when the oh, country yeah. was battered by storms and we thought it was going to be absolute we thought Millwall was the worst place to go was it Storm Chiara or something yeah Kira, Storm Kira. Kira, something like that Um but I've been absolutely battered them again and played some brilliant football so they're my top five away days the two I missed out were West Ham like you said yeah and Stoke 2-0 away because they that was embarrassing that was the most one-sided championship game you'll ever see partly because Stoke was so poor though um, that was, it was mm. just when they'd sacked Nathan Jones and Rory Delap was in charge with Michael O'Neill yet to come in so that's why I took it out because although Albion it was like a stroll in the park for them. They didn't get out of second gear. Um, Stoke were were dreadful, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Decent, decent. Some decent away games. This uh, great this away game this year. It's been brilliant. Yeah. Hopefully, there's more to come. Um, should this season resume? Uh, top five press meals. This is one we all want to hear, Joe. I can't even remember them, mate. This is the problem. Like, I don't even like. I I went through the effort of remembering them, mate. Don't worry. So the listeners will be. We'll be, we'll be in someone who's who's done their research on this one, but um, I don't blame you for not doing it because you're not a massive fan of the. You, it's not that you're not a massive fan of the food, but it means more to me. I think oh, it means a hell of a lot more to to you, mate. <laughs> okay, no number about five. That. Derby away. Um, it was like this breakfast sandwich. So if I remember rightly, it was an early kickoff. Um, and I'm a big fan of an early kickoff, just because sometimes the food's better. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, it's safe for me. Yeah, early yeah, yeah. You don't have to um, worry about stew. No one's serving stew for breakfast. No, 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 no. no. It's always like a, a decent breakfast meal. The only the only issue I've got with breakfast meals is when someone serves egg, and I'm always like, hmm, you never know with egg. I wouldn't risk egg. Um, well, you can't be a bit of scrambled egg on some breakfast, mate. Oh, no, 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 no. Just give me some bacon and some sausage. I'm well happy. God, and people think I'm weird with my food, I bet. You don't eat egg. <laughs> um, my number four uh, was a home game. I've been served steak. They served steak at, an, at a game. Did um, they? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. I think that? you were working. Well, um, it wasn't a steak. It was like a beef thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it just kind of like... It was almost like pulled beef. And you just kind of like... It kind of just slid onto your fork when you like <laughs> when you like put your you know when you put your fork into like a like some meat and it just kind of like falls off onto the fork. It was that tender. 
Yeah, I think you're making it sound better than it was, to be fair. But I was there for that. It wasn't as, it wasn't as great as you're making it out, but... I've got another one, Albion, but we'll get on to that one. Number three was Fulham again, because that was another breakfast sandwich. Yeah, that, was, that Fulham was good. Yeah, and you could tell like they'd been in the Premier League the year before, because they had like fizzy drinks in a fridge. And they had sweets. My base is everything on sweets. That's why Swansea's up there. Oh yeah, Swansea was very, very good. Um, but didn't make my top five, you know. Oh, Swansea would be like... That's my favourite away day, Swansea. Yeah, Swansea was great. The drive was far. Mm. It was a long drive. But Jesus, they're nice, aren't they? Oh yeah, They yeah. are so Super nice there. Nicest club I've ever been to. So friendly. Um, number two, believe it or not, was Charlton, purely for that sausage roll. I can't believe that's made your top five. It was that sausage roll was stunning. <laughs> Absolutely you stunning. You love a pastry, don't you? Proper filled. Like it's not just a sausage thrown thrown around some pastry or some pastry thrown around some sausage. It was properly packed. Like it was a meal. Um, and my number one this season because I'm not in, I'm not going Preston Pie levels because I wasn't at Preston and the Preston Pie was the season four. Albion when they did that fried chicken with potato wedges and, yeah, and barbecue baked beans. Yeah, that was that was great. That was that would make my five. If I could remember five, that that would be there. <laughs> it just matters so much more to me, doesn't it? I, I like the Albion lasagna. There was Albion lasagna one week. Yeah, that would make my. Boroughs was good as well. Cottage pie. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that, that was a good cottage pie, wasn't it? Mmm. Is that one where we had really good cottage pie, or was that West Ham? It was West Ham. West Ham was decent as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, some some enjoyable meals this year. Um, you're not going to give me a top five for that, are you? No, no, no. No. What about top five performances then? Our oh, performances for Albion. Yeah. Blimey. So Albion top five performances. So I'll do QPR again for reasons stated. Mhm. Um. West Brom for Cardiff two. That's my number four. Um, the reason why? Well, they were brilliant. They, they were absolutely brilliant, weren't they? Until the seventy-fifth minute. Yeah. When like it was like the most easy. It was such an easy game of football, three 0 up coast, and then all of a sudden Danny Ward came off the bench and scored twice, and you were like, "What the hell has happened here?" It was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but then Sawyer scored mm. um, and I like that because one that goal meant so much to him because he was his first goal for, senior goal for Albion having come back to the club and then I just liked it because it was like we let you in we had a little wobble in the game but gave you a sniff but we're shutting the door again now thanks for coming though. thanks for making the journey Neil Warnock um, oh. so that's in there Albion 5-1 Swansea. It's got Yeah, that's that's got to be in there, isn't it? Yeah, it's my number one. At Mateus Pereira, best performance I've ever seen live. Phenomenal. What was it, four assists that day or something stupid? Yeah, something like that, wasn't it? He was, he was on another level, wasn't he? Oh, he was unreal that day. Um, Bristol City again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Just for the sake of being different to having already done Millwall away, 
I'm going to go Luton. Albion 2, Luton 0. Yeah. Yeah. Based they on controlled that game from start to finish, didn't they? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't in their top five performances per se, if you take them in isolation, but it was on the back of that seven-game winless run. Mm-hmm. Um, Christ, they needed a result. Um, they, needed to, they had to win that game. And, there, and they did. And then it kick-started that unbelievable run of form where they played Reading, where they played Millwall. Um, where they played Bristol City. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's a key game, that. A key, key game. I've got a couple more to throw in. Um, and they're both player performances as opposed to team performances. Because um, obviously Swansea was basically the Pereira game. And we already mentioned Jake's game. Um, the Blues game, just for Charlie Austin, the way he came on and he just kind of like, he just took the game by the scruff, scored an absolute worldie, um, and he basically won out in that game alongside Southern Village. Um, but also, Luton Town away, um, Grady Dean Garner came on and scored two goals in three minutes, just oh, turned yeah. the game completely on its head, and it just everyone just realised then, so we got a player on our hands here. I know he's in on loan, but he's an absolute baller. He's graded in Garner when he's at it. And he just turned the game on its head completely. Um, and yeah, and the other games have, have already been mentioned. Top five, self-isolation, boredom, tasks. Things to do to avoid boredom in self-isolation, Joe. Can you go first? I can. I've got top five. Number five, gardening. Oh, I've done a bit of gardening. Gardening. I don't know about you. I quite enjoy gardening. Oh, I hate but, it, mate. Oh, but you get to go outside, you enjoy some fresh air. Yeah, obviously, this depends massively on whether you've got a garden or not. But I went out and just mowed the lawn the other day. Didn't even need mowing. <laughs> I just needed something to do. Um, and I went out. Next door, I had a barbecue going. So I had a nice smell of barbecue. And then I was mowing the lawn. It took me 15, 20 minutes. It's only a small garden. Um... But yeah, that's my number five. Number four, I've got it on in the background right now, muted. Premier League years. Yeah. Episodes of Premier League years have got me through so many, like, just like hours where I've got nothing to do. Like, obviously not when I'm working, but just sticking on Premier League years, and it's like 2000, 2001. You forget stuff that happened in them years. You forget it, and then you watch it back, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, number three, board games. Oh, classic. nice. Absolute classic. Um, played Monopoly the other day with oh, my missus. I love Monopoly. I love it. My missus hates it. She won't play it. Um, I'm like that with Scrabble, because when I'm, whenever I'm playing someone at Scrabble, I'm quite a quick Scrabble player, but my girlfriend is just boringly slow. Like She'll look at like her titles and be like really struggling. And I'll have like a word planned out for my next turn already. Um, but Monopoly for me, I absolutely wiped the floor with her the other day. I love Monopoly. I the floor. Always buy the pink and oranges and you win. Oh, if you just, just anyone you land on, first couple of goes around, buy it. Buy it. <laughs> just buy everything. You'll be without cash, but at that point in the game you don't need any. So just buy a load and then you can just survive on advancing and eventually someone will land on something you've got like houses on and you'll get paid um, so yeah board games two nothing wrong with a bit of exercise even if you're just working out at home or going for a quick jog 
Um, and then number one for me has just been the amount of hours I've spent on FIFA and Xbox and my Nintendo Switch in general. Yeah. Great way of avoiding boredom. For you, I imagine you've got you've got that Nintendo Entertainment System, haven't you? Have you? No. Which one do you plug in? Is it you? I'm sure oh, you've got yeah. something. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have, yeah. I haven't gotten that yet. This lockdown. Oh, mate. You don't even need the internet no, for that. No, no, just realised that. Oh, mate. Bloody hell, that's my, that's my night. Me and my missus on Mario Kart. <laughs> there we go. So, I've sorted you. Oh, mate, this finally. That's a, good, that's a great idea. I don't know why we even thought of that. Oh, well, sometimes it just takes another set of eyes. That's it, mate. Have you got five? Have you got five self-isolation tasks to help people out of boredom? Not really. Um, what have we been doing? What time's countdown on? You, you wouldn't watching that, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, my missus loves that as well. She loves Scrabble and word games. It's, and I'm, I'm all about Monopoly. I'd much rather play Monopoly. Um, so jobs, mate, is that what I've been doing a lot of. Mm. Just like, you know those jobs that you can never be bothered to do, but you need to do it, really. Putting up that shelf. Putting up that shelf. I built a cot. Did you? For a little boy, yeah. Because um, he's like in a little thing next to our bed still. Um, but now I built a car that made me feel quite good yeah it's a good job isn't it yeah yeah that's not I don't imagine that's like a one day job either I imagine that's a good like two days uh, I did it in a day mate I did it in like a, like about three or four hours yeah jeez you need to come around to my house mate I've got so much stuff in this sewing I've got, got the I've ideal got, handyman I've got a toolbox now I used to be utterly useless um, but now I'm like growing up mate I'm growing up yeah I need to do some of that I think um, you've been doing much walking. I've been running. I've not. I've not really walked anywhere. No, have you not? We've been going for like a daily walk. Ah. Yeah. Just down the street, or is it to like down like a country lane? Down like walk to like a. We've got. We're quite lucky in like, if you walk for like ten minutes from our house, you could then get to like a walkway. Mm. So like we walk to the walkway, then go along the walkway and stuff. It's quite cool. Decent. Um, can't remember what else I've done really. Do you know what I did really like doing? I'm not just saying it for the glory. Clapping for the NHS. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We did that on Thursday, and I, my missus was like, "We're going out tonight. We're going to go and clap for the NHS." Um, and I was like, "We're going to look like that sounds awful," but I was like, "I think we're going to look like idiots." Like I, I, I don't know why, but I just didn't think anyone was going to do it. Like, mm. I thought, like, we would be the only people on, stood on the end of our drive, clapping, and people just, like, looking at us, going, what are you doing? Um, yeah. But it wasn't like that. Absolutely everyone came out. Um, yeah. And they were all clapping on my street, and I was like, we were shouting over to, like, we live opposite some bungalows, uh, so got, like, and we were shouting over to them to make sure they were all right and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is actually, like, really nice. It's like proper community. Um, it's heartwarming, isn't it? Heartwarming, mate. I really came back in and I was like, I'm really glad we did that. We're definitely clapping next Thursday. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Um, I met people I didn't know doing that because, like, some of I don't know about you, but my neighbours, like, I wouldn't know them by name. I haven't got a clue, mate. They are. Uh, I recognise them, but. Just back on the old internet thing, one of the things Sky said to me was, why don't you go and ask your neighbour if you can use their internet? Um, <laughs> Surely they didn't do that. You wouldn't believe some of the things they've come out with. Um, oh my god! And uh, 
I was like, I don't know them. Like, a, like I do not know my next door neighbour. Like, I, I took a parcel around to their house once. Like, but what, can, what am I supposed to say? Oh, hi, can I just, like, jump onto your Wi-Fi? Like, you can't do that, can you? I mean, that takes, I mean, that takes some serious balls to do that. Knock on next door. Hiya, uh, my internet's down. Do you mind if I just log on to yours? I feel bad, though, because I have told them, Sky, that I'm a key worker, <laughs> which, I, which, unbelievably, I am. Like, we've got the forms, yeah. haven't we? Like, we have got yeah, the forms. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think I classify as a key worker being a football writer, let's be honest. I think I... Because we, we black it from the title journalist, don't we? Mm. Like, I suppose we could end up, at, like, going to a news event, couldn't we, if needed? Yeah. And that's how we gain, like, the key worker status. Um, but, yeah, I mean, me sat here chatting about Albion doesn't make me feel like a key worker very much, but, yeah. No. I don't feel like a key worker sat in my tracksuit bottoms, no socks on, and a t-shirt talking to you about the top five things to do when you're bored. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I think, like, we have, like, it's important to have, like, distractions from what's going on. Like, it's not an easy time, is it? And we can't just all be sat in our houses, like, worrying about things. Like, we have got to try and, like, like provide, like, forms of entertainment and information and put things out there and stuff. Like, mm. so, like... Uh, like I think that, like when players give interviews and stuff and managers give interviews I think that's important like I think it's important we have that football content still um, but yeah definitely uh, we're definitely definitely not key workers mm. I mean scraping it um, top five championship players this season oh blimey I wasn't expecting so that so do you want my top do you want my top five go on then easy from QPR yeah, he would make mine as well. Very, very good player at five. Um, number four, Mitrovic. Oh yeah, he's got to be in, isn't he? Me- I don't think there's many better strikers in the in the championship, to be honest with you. Um, number three, uh, Syed Benrahma. Quality player, and I think he'd cut it in the Premier League as well. Um, number two, Calvin Phillips. You know, I've known any Albion players. I didn't say my number one yet, mate. Oh, right. Number one, Mateus Pereira. Best player in the championship this season for me. You're not having Livermore in? No. That's disgusting. Top five, come on. Top five, mate, yes. No, Pereira. Pereira's the only Albion man in there for me. Wow, that's disgusting, mate. I was thinking like th- this is the thing. I was thinking of like, oh, do I put do I put Ben White in from Leeds? But it's like, I've already got a Leeds player in there, um, and maybe I'm I'm a little bit guilty of going for like mainly attacking players apart from Phillips. But I think Phillips is you take Phillips out of that Leeds side and they look like they're going to lose every other game. No, I don't think that's true. Um, well, I don't think they'd win every other game. Put it out there. So my five would be Pereira and Livermore. One and two. Well, I don't know. I'm not. I haven't really had thought about ranking them. Um, but Pereira and Livermore definitely make my five. Um, okay. Easy makes it. Uh, Ollie Watkins probably. Yeah. Um, and then you probably, probably have to go. Mitrovic, don't you? Yeah, I mean he's a Premier League striker. He's a Premier League, League. Stri- yeah. 
open room. Mm. No leads players in there. No, I mean Calvin Phillips would be the one. Not Hernandez. No. He's, yeah, maybe should Phillips be an over Watkins? Maybe. Potentially, I don't know. It's your top five, mate. It's your top five, not mine. I'll go Watkins. Fair enough. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, this is an interesting one. Top five pre-season destinations, or potential pre-season destinations. What do you mean, ever? What, where, what no, we would like to go to? After this season, let's say Albion get promoted, they say to you, Joe, where should we have pre-season, mate? China. China? Yeah. Not like... Did you get on with the food? <laughs> no, I'd really, really struggle. <laughs> I mean, it's all kind of saucy, stewy stuff. Yeah, there, yeah, I would struggle, I would struggle, but I'd make do. Um... I'd love to go to China or Japan. They're the two countries that like, I really, really want to go to. Never like it. Like, I mean, I'm sure most vast majority of people listening to this podcast haven't, but I've never ex- actually properly experienced like a different culture, a different way of life. Mm. Like, obviously been to Europe and been lucky to go to America on my honeymoon, but like, it is pretty much, don't get me wrong, there's cultural differences, but it's still the Western world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a bit obsessed with, not obsessed with Japan, but like, I, I, that's like the one place I really, really, really want to go. I'd love to go. It'd be now. nice. I'd love to go to Tokyo. Bullet train. Bullet train. How cool would that be? Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. You got a game in Tokyo, and then you got a game in what Nagasaki or something. Yeah, and just bullet train there. Brilliant. Be there in what forty minutes. <laughs> Um, I think Croatia's probably a standout choice. Yeah, Croatia would be good. I've been to Croatia a couple of times. Um, I've never been. It's beautiful, beautiful place. I figure it's an easy choice because obviously you've got the village factor. It's not a million miles away, so the flight would be quite easy. Um, it's close enough so that I think the company may send us both. I mean, that's being, me being a bit selfish. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I want you to come, so that's that sort of kicks out Japan and China, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we'd have to we'd have to find sponsorship to get yeah. to get over there. I think this is where the sponsorship shout starts. If anyone wants to pay for Luke Hatfield, um, <laughs> do you want to pay for me to go on holiday? <laughs> it's not a holiday. Yeah, true. It's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Any others? Uh, I, I take anywhere anywhere in the states. States would be quality. Yeah, Villa went to the States, didn't they, last year? Yeah. Um, I'd, I'm a bit jealous that, like, Wilson got to go to Spain. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Was it Mallorca, was it? It was Benidorm, wasn't it? Benidorm, yeah. Um, a bit of sun. Nice. Do you know what? But they won't go anywhere this season, will they? Because what will happen is that football will come back in June or July, um, and then they'll have, like, two weeks off, and then they'll have to restart the next season. You reckon that's what they'll do? Yeah, that's what I think's going to happen, yeah. Um, top time, top five. God, how many lists time. have we got? I've got a lot. I've got a lot. We've still got to get onto questions as well. We're 52 <laughs> minutes in, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're not bothered, like, you just want something to do. 
Yeah, not bothered at all, mate. <laughs> this is this this is what I should have put at the top of my uh, boredom tasks. Recording the Albion podcast. Yeah. Great way to spend an hour. Goes that goes like that. Just goes quickly. Um, top five all-time players ever. Ever. My top five. Five Cristiano Ronaldo. I uh, see. I love Ronaldo, but he didn't make my list. Four. Lionel Messi. Oh, these are boring choices. Three, Ronaldinho. Yeah. Two, Zinedine Zidane. Yeah. Number one, the original Ronaldo. The real Ronaldo. The one who banged in goals despite having two ACLs. Yeah. He was an absolute player. And some people mention, some people always mention Pelé in this conversation. I detest when people mention Pelé. Yeah, because I never saw him play. No. Because he scored all his goals against basically Sunday league clubs in Brazil. You don't know that. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Did you know who they were playing in that in them days? They were playing like basically like National League North sides and he was one of the best players in world football apparently. Of course he's gonna bang in goals, he's counting goals. He he count goals scored in his back garden against his his grandmother. Um, can't be that bad a standard. I don't think it was great. Okay, I mean I love Ronaldo. I don't like the Messi Ronaldo debate. I think Ronaldo is by far and away the winner. Um, the fact that he got sent off in the European Championship final and basically then managed his team to success on the touchline is just that does it all for me. Like he yeah, is, that's pretty amazing. he is the ultimate winner. Um, he he's just phenomenal. Um, but did it a bit differently to you? Um, so what I want to say is, people, there have been people. You know those things. You've done it actually. You're one of the people that's done it. You're one of the people who has added me into something about post a picture of yourself at work. Um, oh yeah, I did that. Or post your all-time favourite five footballers, or. Post your five you don't respond to, no, any I don't of them. to any of them. At people, I want people to know that. It's no offence if you've asked me to do it, but I'm just not going to do it because I don't think people really care what my all-time favourite like footballers are. But for the for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so. Oh, oh, it's a it's a laborious task <laughs> for you, but okay. Um, so I've gone for players rather than like who I actually think are the best because I do think Ronaldo is the best player ever comfortably I've gone for like five players that mean something to me okay so these are like in a bit of a run like they're not in an order but they're just like five of my all time faves does Hal Robson Carnu fall into this just missed out but if he carries (laughs) on like he is I will do an order and he will be top of there (laughs) (laughs) so like you know when you're like a kid playing football in the park with your mates Mm. And like you always like want to be one player. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The player I always, always wanted to be was Andrei Shevchenko. Oh, baller! Absolute baller! Wasn't he oh, class? He, he was class, wasn't he? Oh, he just came to the Premier League a couple of years too late. Oh, I was so he? excited when he came to the Premier League as well. And he, I think he scored in like the Community Shield, like on mm. his debut. And I was like, oh my god, he is going to rip this up. Um, 
but yeah, it was just a little bit too late. But basically, I was obsessed with them. I bought an AC Milan shirt, so I have Shemchenko on the back. Um, I remember like when he, he, I first noticed him when he played for like Dynamo Kiev. Then he got that mm. big, he got a big money move to AC Milan, and Sergei Rebrov got a big money move to Tottenham. 19 million at the time. Yeah. You know what 19 million gets you now? N- nothing Doesn't like get that. you a Shevchenko. Does not get you a Shevchenko. Um, so yeah, I just loved him. I always wanted to, I just thought he was brilliant. Like, I just loved him. Always wanted to be Shevchenko. Um, next one, David Beckham. Oh yeah. Um, with my England hat on really. Like, A, Beckham was absolutely class. Like, he was brilliant. Mass- he, was, like, he was a world-class right midfielder. He was such a good player. But also, can you remember when we had that spell under Sven Goran Eriksson when, basically, if Beckham or Owen didn't score, England didn't score? Mm. Like, they relied on those two players so heavily. Um, and Beckham was just Captain Marvel, wasn't he? He just oh, dr- free kick against Greece. Ah, free kick against Greece. Grabbing games by the scruff of the neck for England, like for England, um, and hauling them over line. It meant so much to him, didn't it? He loved being England captain. Mm. Um, everything about him was just class. Never. It was all ability as well with Beckham, wasn't it? Because he was never the quickest, but like that right peg was just something else. Something else, wasn't it? Um, so, next one. I'm going to go Teddy Sheringham. Sheringham? Yeah. Ah, interesting shout. So, and the reason why is, I said this before, I think, but I can't compare him to anyone. I can't think of another player like Teddy Sheringham. There's been, like, mm. amazing number 10s in the Premier League, like like Bergkamp and stuff. Um, yeah. But I can't quite think of someone who was like Teddy Sheringham. He was such a one-off player, so unique. Yeah. I think, like as a as a with like a withdrawn striker. Um, and he was class. He was class for Tottenham. He was class for Man United. He was class for England. Just thought he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next one, Didier Drogba. Yeah. yeah. Big goal scorer. Big goal scorer, exactly. When it chips were down, Drogba scored. Yeah. Always scored in big games. Always scored in big games. Brilliant. Always rely on him. Absolute top notch. Um, and then ending where I started with my little Syria affiliation. Yeah. Pavel Nedved. Oh yeah, player. What a player he was. Lovely, lovely, lovely footballer, and like he played for Lazio when they were like under Sven Goran Eriksson, and they were just class, and he really made them tick. And he went to Juventus. Ah, oh, just he had it all, didn't he? From attacking midfield, he had absolutely everything. Never gets the credit he deserves. Never gets the credit he deserves. Never. So they're my five. Brilliant. Paul Scholes um, just missed out. Yeah, yeah. With how Robson Cano. <laughs> Um, all right, okay. Uh, last one before we get on to like everyone else's suggestions here. Top five Albion players this season. For those of you who haven't been tuning in regularly to Express and Star, I've done like a daily video over the last week picking out my top five. So if you have, you'll already know who my five are. They're Semi Ajayi, Hal Robson Carnu, Dian Garner, Livermore, 
Pereira in that order. Hang on, just say it again, in what order? So, five, Ajayi. Oh, no, yeah. Four, Robson Carney. Yeah. Three, Diangana. Yeah. Two, Livermore. Yeah. One, the Brazilian boy wonder that is Mateus Pereira. Yeah. So That's my top five this season. So mine the exact same five. In order? No. So, I've got a giant five. Yeah. Um, and then, and that was a tough one between him and Bartley. I didn't quite know who to go for. I felt one of them deserved to be in. Mm. And I just went on, if, one, if you told me one of them was going to be injured for the next three months, I, I really wouldn't want it to be a Jai. So, yeah, I think a Jai just makes that little bit more of a difference, doesn't it? So... I've got a Jai in five. I've got Dean Garner in four. Um, yeah. You had him in three. I had him in three, but I can understand why you're dropping down just because he's been un- he's he's been injured. Yeah. And then I had HRK at three. Mhm. And obviously I had Pereira two. Livermore one. Livermore one. Yeah, he's my player of the year. Good shout. Shall we see what some of the listeners have said? Yes. Leo Watkins, top five. He says in no particular order, Livermore, Pereira, Ajayi, Sawyers and Johnston. Yeah, I like the fact that Sawyers and Johnston get mentioned. That just sums up how great Albion's season's been, really. Um, Johnston has made such good, so many good saves. It's just The only reason why I've left him out was because there have been games when he hasn't had to do a lot through no fault of his own like mm. just because Albion have bossed so many games um, so that's sort of that, that made him fall out in the top five but really that's not his doing um, but yeah that's my thinking there yeah fair um, Arjun Singh Johal Bartley Livermore Pereira Hal Robson Carnu and Townsend Townsend's a bold shout Townsend's definitely most improved player, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. Paul Chappell, Livermore, Pereira, Diangana, Sawyers, HRK. Um, We've got plenty more. Let me just scroll through all of these. Um, Jack, Pereira, Livermore, Ajay, HRK, Diangana. GWBA, Pereira, Livermore, HRK, Diangana, Ajay. Ronnie, Johnston, Pereira, Diangana, Livermore, Ajay. Um, they're all very similar. Sophia outlines Livermore, Pereira, Diangana, Sawyer's Ajay. Honourable mention for Connor Townsend. Uh, Dick Laurent says the same thing. Tom J. Mann, Pereira, Sawyer's HRK, Livermore, Ajay in that order. Uh, Lizzie Hayward, Livermore, Pereira, Ajay, Robson, Carney, Diangana. Um, seems fairly settled for most people. Although, Strong shouts for Johnston. Strong shouts. Um, oh, here we go. Jonathan puts Furlong at four at Nerveball. Johnston, Furlong, Ajayi, Mateus Pereira, Livermore. I think Furlong's been good over the season. He's just not had too many opportunities. Yeah, he hasn't played enough games to make a top five list, I don't think. Mm. So, yeah, thanks everyone for sending them in. Seems pretty settled. A couple more top fives before we get on to some final questions. Joe, do you have time? Yeah, go on. Oh, okay. Um, these are all kind of like jokey ones, so shouldn't be too long. Um, top five Mackey's menu items. Oh, mate, do you know what I was thinking earlier on today? 
was texting Joe Chapman actually from the Birmingham Mail, and I was like, I didn't say it to him. I meant to text him to him. I was just busy. But I was thinking, do you know what I'm really looking forward to? Me, you, and him, and Maidley being sat in the McDonald's, What's all that? eating um, a barbecue legend. Because so we all order the same thing, don't we, most oh, of the yeah. time? Oh, I'm well looking forward yeah. to that. I'm never going to say no to a Mackey's again. Like, who'd have thought that, like, those away trips when you've got two hours in and we stopped for a Mackey's? Like, I've, I've not appreciated that. I'm really no. looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to sitting with you guys just eating a Mackey's. That is one yeah, of the things yeah. I've actually missed the most. And just like a random conversation, it's like, how many goalkeepers are there in the league that are better than Sam Johnson? Yeah. We sit there and have a Mackey's over that conversation. Yeah, yeah. None. Is the answer. Um, yeah, so like, I just love that. I miss that. I miss away days, mate. I miss away days. I miss football <laughs> I miss in football general. so badly now. I woke up on Saturday and I was like, oh, I really want to go to a game today. Really want to go to a game today. You know what's weird? Have you watched Sunderland's... Oh, I shouldn't even say that to you because I know you've had no internet. No, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. Um, I watched every episode of the new season of Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix. I had a dream that um, I got called up to Sunderland's squad as a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really worried because obviously I'm not that good. I'm nowhere near at the level to be playing um, League One football. Um, no, no, nowhere even close. Um, and I was really worried because I was like, oh, the Sunderland fans are going to tear me a new one. They're going to see me and after five minutes just going to be ripping it out of me. Um, that's how much I'm missing football. I'm dreaming about playing. I am... Um keep falling asleep next to my little girl I put, put her to bed and then I end up like, to lie next to her and I fall asleep I often fall asleep and uh, I woke up I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before I'd only been asleep for like 20 minutes or so but I hmm. genuinely woke up thinking that like lockdown had been a dream and I was like that was a weird dream <laughs> and I was like oh no that is actually what is happening and for like yeah. 20 seconds it was like a great feeling it was like oh my god I've got my life I can go and do whatever I want if I want I can just get in the car and go wherever and then it was like no hang on that wasn't a dream that is actually the life we're living and I was like it's oh, crazy isn't what? it yeah mental right hit me with your top 5 Mackey's menu items um, so I'm going to I'll work from the top yeah, we'll go one. We'll take one. We'll take it in turns. So you name your number one. I'll Barbecue name chicken legend burger. Yeah, agreed. Don't have to think about it. Just a prime, like a prime meal because like, it's chicken, firstly, which is is wonderful. But um, I I don't rate the beef burgers that highly from McDonald's. That's a statement. Like, I think they're good, but they don't match the chicken burgers. Like I'd I'd have a much chicken sandwich over a Big Mac any day. But then barbecue chicken legends just like in the elites here. Yeah, it's the best, isn't it? Yeah. Are we like? Is like the next item like fries? Then do we have to like? Fries are up there. Like they're probably my number three. <laughs> probably number my two number is a three. Good like, like it's a real debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two for me is the chicken nuggets. I'm gonna sort those around. I'm gonna go nuggets three, fries two. Okay, no, number number four for me, the McFlurry. Oh, it's going to be mine, Smarties. Oh, I've not, I've not, I've not specified an ingredient because they're just, they're all great. <laughs> Apart 
apart from the <laughs> apart from the the caramel one, I'm not a fan of we the caramel. We love McDonald's so much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, McFlurry is in at number four for me. Yeah, I'm going for McFlurry. Um, and then the number five. Oh, this is tricky. I'm going to love. You know what? I'll go on. A Happy Meal. <laughs> Why? Because, right, Happy Meal, not only is it nostalgic in terms of when I used to have it and I used to be allowed to go to McDonald's, it's crazy when you're an adult, you're just allowed to go whenever you want. When you're a kid, you get it like once every three months and it's a, it is an occasion. Um, and I remember getting a Happy Meal and I was just, as the name states, I was incredibly happy. We love a Happy Meal in our household. My little girl's, my little girl's favourite chicken nuggets. Oh my God, chicken nugget Happy Meal. Overjoyed. It's Everything you need when you're that age. But my number five would be a latte. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. McDonald's do a good coffee, Damn don't they? Damn good coffee, McDonald's. Damn good coffee. Not at extortionate Costa slash Starbucks prices. Love Decent. their coffee. Decent. God, this has made I'm me talking angry. About, talking about drinks, top five beverages. Oh my God, are we still going? How many? Yeah. How many? Just the last one. We'll do. We'll do one more after this. Top five beverages. Can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. So I drink so much coffee now, like a latte's got to be my number one. That's the one drink I couldn't live without. Mm. Mm. Mine's a Coke Zero. Yeah, you like Zero, don't you? You're big on that Zero, aren't you? This is the weird thing. We'll go and we'll if we've got an early like early date to get to an away game. Yeah, that you're so. Weird. We'll go to like a breakfast at a Mackey's and I'll order a Coke Zero with mine. Yeah, that's wrong. That is. Yeah, maybe. I love Fanta. Orange Fanta. Fanta's a good choice. I'm a big fan of just a cup of tea, two sugars and milk. Love a tea. One sugar for me and milk. You're sweet enough already, you are anyway. I like... Uh, I'm going alcoholic now. A Kuiperinia cocktail. I don't know what that is. Oh, mate. it's you got to try it. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like rum. Um, lemon, like lime and like sugar. Oh man, on a hot day, it is the one. It doesn't even taste like alcohol. I wonder at what point this podcast stopped becoming listenable. I'm saying about <laughs> one hour and ten minutes ago. <laughs> I like uh, pear cider. A classic beer. After that, just give me a Corona. Corona's good. Everyone needs to buy Corona now because their their stocks have tumbled, haven't they? Everyone after this coronavirus outbreak should buy stock in Corona. Yeah. It's going to peak. Yeah. People will come back to it. Um, drinks. I like the original Lucasade as well. Then we're going to going to leave it there. Oh yeah, that was that'll be my fifth choice actually. I love the original Lucasade. Um, let's finish the top fives there. Yeah. Let's finish them. Let's what was your last one out of interest? It was going to be top five restaurants. No, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that one. Because um, I, I just wanted to talk about Nando's at some point. But um, I'm going to run through some very quick questions from listeners very, very quickly. Because I understand we're running over a little bit. But we haven't done a podcast in forever. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ronnie, 96261839. How many films have you both watched? 
Um, and which is your favourite? Harsh on you because you've had no internet connection to watch films. Yeah, got nothing. Not watched uh, I watched. I watched Frozen the other night. Oh, we yeah. have that on all the time. Great, great film. Really? What is it with you and Disney? Oh, Moana's great. Oh, I as love well. Moana. I do love Moana. That's the only Disney film I like. Moana. I got Disney Plus the other day. Can't. We'll end up buying that, but I can't be done with it. <laughs> Moana's um, good though. Yeah, Moana is good. Um, any questions? Any questions? Um, Dan Nash. When will Hal Robson Carney be inventing a cure for coronavirus? I assume he's working on that. He's on that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he probably got. He's probably just pushing it through now to uh, to sale. To be honest, um, Daniel Privet. What's the best game you've ever been to? He says his was the 5-5 with Man United. Ten goals. Lukaku scored a hat-trick in Fergie's last game and scenes at the end with the late equaliser. I don't know the best game I've ever been to. Do you? I need to um, think about that. I think I know the best game I've ever covered. Go on. Which was... Uh, it, I mean, many Albion listeners won't enjoy it, but it was Villa four, Blues two. Last season, that was when Alan Hutton scored. Alan Hutton scored from like he just brought the ball all the way up from the halfway line and just scored with his wrong foot. Scenes at Villa Park that day were mental. Uh, I don't know what my favourite game is. It would be like an England game though. It would be like my first England game at Wembley. I think it was against Switzerland, but I'm not 100% sure. It, oh no, it was against someone like Georgia. And Kieran Dyer played at right back. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this was a good desperate game. Desperate to know. But I can remember like, did you ever go to the old Wembley? No, no I, never, I was never fortunate enough to go. Um, it was so good, like walking along Wembley Way and... Um, like that, those twin iconic towers they were just absolutely fantastic um, mm. oh, I'd love to know when that game was I'm going to google it you talk while I google it yeah, yeah no worries I'll, um, I'll move on to um, another oh I remember my first game do you remember your first game Football Luxembourg 6-0 that was it oh really Luxembourg 6-0 win Kieran Dyer's debut played at right back. The day before, the, the game before, he played for Newcastle up front, bizarrely. And he played at right back. Yeah, there you go. That's my favourite ever game I've been to. Strange. Not I could remember strange. it was against, but yeah, that was my favourite. Going from striker to right back. Yeah. In a week. It was weird. Um, but yeah, my first game. I remember my first game. Do you remember yours? Uh, yes. I do. Go on, what was yours? Uh, mine, as you might expect, was a Villa game. It was Aston Villa 3, Hull City 1 in the FA Cup. Stan Collymore scored twice and Julian Joachim scored the other. Nice. Mine was a pre-season friendly between Swindon Town and West Ham. Final score? Um, I think it was 1-1. One, one. Oh, a decent result, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the first game I went today. And then I got a season ticket for £20. Oh, 20 quid for a season yeah, ticket. good deal. Very good deal. You won't be seeing that nowadays. A um, couple more questions. 
GWBA, how long do you think the club can cope with no match day and TV revenue? That's, that's a gear shift, isn't it? Uh, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, serious stuff. I'm back in the game. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> uh, so the honest answer for that is I genuinely don't know and wouldn't really um, expect to ever be in a fortunate enough position to find out. I mean, I think it's only like people at the very, very, very top of the club that would... Um, know that I mean I, don't, I doubt it's information even like Slav and Bilic would be told to be honest um, but what we do know is that they um, I think it's I think I could be wrong I should check I think it's around 300,000 they lose every time a game isn't being played mm. um, so it's a hell of a lot of money and what's so strange is that and I if Albion, as is, as every other club in the country, um, has essentially got no income. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose there's a lot of businesses like that now, the way things are, restaurants and pubs and stuff. But yeah, there is n there is very, very, very little coming in, um, and there is still very, very big expenses going out with player wages and everything. So yeah, I, all we know is that that we're constantly told they're on a very solid financial footing, constantly told that um, that there's money in the bank, that there's cash to spend, so yeah, I don't know how long they, it would last, but look, the truth is they are going to be way, way, way ahead of an awful lot of teams. They're not going to be ahead of the Premier League ones, but you could pretty much, I'd imagine they're going to be ahead of pretty much everyone else in the championship and then obviously everyone in League 1 and League 2 and below that so mm. um, I don't think we have to worry about Albion's finances but obviously like the quicker football returns the better yeah um, Sphere Outline says Joe forgiven you for putting him, into a, putting him, in, him in a dingle top of course not also what was the moment you felt this Albion team was starting to click I kind of touched on it earlier but it was that QPR game you have yeah. to remember I missed the first couple of games of the season, didn't I? Because I was still covering Walsall. So, mm -hmm. um, but it was that—that that was the game, and I was like, "Wow." Fair. Joe Chapman, would Joe Massey eschew if it meant the return of football? Yes, I would, Joe. My friend of me. Yeah, I would. To be honest, I think I'd, there's it's getting to the stage now where there's little I wouldn't do for the return of football. <laughs> Would you eat a breakfast that's con only made of eggs for the return of Yeah, I'd do it. You do? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> you don't even need to finish the sentence. I'll do it. Um, how, I'm not telling you. Favourite moment of the season so far? Uh, Favourite moment of the season so far? Have you got one? Um, the scenes after that Blues game were pretty mental not going to lie to you um, because I was I was sneaky in the way that we did it in terms of I didn't want to go outside the ground because obviously with it being a derby and stuff sometimes going out with a camera is not always the best, the best route so I managed to get pitch side and walk round and I was there when the full time whistle went and the players came over and Pereira like handed over his shirt and the scenes in that stand were absolutely bonkers. Yeah. 
and considering the way the game went as well, because Dean Garner went down and you thought, oh, this isn't going to go well. Um, blues were doing typical blues and just like just they, they looked like they were going to get something out of the game, and then Charlie Austin comes on and just bangs in an absolute worldie. I couldn't believe. I was that. buzzing after that game. It was really hard to work after that game because it was just so like exhilarating. Yeah. It's just so good. That probably is the highlight of the season, isn't it? So far. Yeah. 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 Wait until wait until they wait until they go up. Yeah, oh yeah, as in. Yeah. Right. Um. Should we should we end it there? Is that all the questions? Um. Best game you've ever been to. Um. Another one. Do you want a couple more? Just do one. Just do one more. Pick the best question you can see. Okay. Um. Oh, there are two good ones, but I'm going to go with Ben's. Do you think Sheffield United would be willing to let go of Callum Robinson in the summer if we tried to get him? Do you think Callum would accept and become an Albion player? I think it would depend if Albion were in the Premier League. But I think if Albion were in the Premier League, I think... It, I've said it before, like all the noises coming out of Sheffield United are, and from what Callum Robinson has said is they definitely see him as a long-term project. They def- he's definitely got a future at Sheffield United. He hasn't been cast aside, if you know what I mean, but... That said, while they admire him, while they like him, while they believe they can work on him, they have still allowed him to go out on loan. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can't get in the team at the minute. He obviously would command a decent fee. They're spending money, aren't they? Yeah. Like They broke their transfer record a couple of times this season. They might want to recoup some of that. Um, and I think if Albion went up, and I think if... Um, they... And Sheffield and I wanted a bit of cash, or maybe I think they, I think he would definitely be willing to come to Albion. A, it's local. I mean, we all know he came through at Villa. B, he settled in ridiculously well. C, he's been a long-term transfer target for Albion. They wanted him in the summer, so it's a very, very good move for him. Um, what I would say is, and look, we don't really know about anything anymore, do we? With this, the, the situation at every club is changing so dr- drastically because of what's happened, but. Our understand, my understanding is that West Ham would very much like Dean Garner to be on loan at a Premier League club next season. Um, mm. And obviously, if Albion are there, it will be Albion. So, you'd have to weigh that in, I think. Um, would you, if you could guarantee Dean Garner on loan for another year, would you do that deal? And then the money you'd have to pay for Robinson keep that to strengthen elsewhere Mm -hmm. I think you'd have to consider that Um, but yeah it's one to think about but uh, but I think I think Robinson would be open to staying definitely yeah I saw one more question but I can't find it now and it was a good question we'll finish on this one Um, forgive me because I can't find who asked it someone said um would you rather the season be finished playing week, like one one game a week or maybe two games a week, or would you rather see teams asked to play into like a condensed schedule, so playing like three three times a week, um, just to try and like make it so the impact on next season isn't so bad. What's the question? Would you rather see games two, twice, two games a week or three games? So a week? like regular kind of like push on, so it pushes the season, pushes next season back quite far. 
Say, say football comes back in two months' time. Yeah. Would you rather see the fixture list just literally copied and pasted to them, so the season doesn't end till? No, I think you should whenever. speed it up a little bit. Because there's talk of that like festival of football, isn't there, where they just squeeze it all I'm in? I'm buzzing for a festival of football. I am. I think that'd be well good. Three games a week. I know it'd be mental on the players, but. But, it would like, because this is what what I mean. I'm only going on what I've read, like, but, like, isn't there like some sort of thought? from the government that it would be good to like lift spirits mm. like obviously like it wouldn't you've got to think about everyone's safety first and foremost so would fans be allowed in that's like, obviously a big question is it safe for the players to play like they are human beings like we've got to look after them yeah. um, but if it was safe oh man I'd be buzzing for a festival of football that would really be like that would really lift you, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like a World Cup like of clubs. Class. It would, just, it would be crazy, wouldn't it? I mean, say you're there and it's like, oh, we've got, you know, so-and-so on Saturday, then so-and-so on Tuesday, then so-and-so on, on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And then no, so-and-so on, on Monday. Sunday. Oh, it'd just be crazy. But it'd be just brilliant. But at the same time, like, if you lose, like, players to injury, then all of a sudden it's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a real test on like fitness departments and the players themselves. But imagine if you could watch a game of football. It'd be basically like watching the World Cup, where there's a game of football every day, but across like the top two divisions. I think it'd be brilliant. But we're obviously saying it with absolutely very, very little knowledge of the demands oh, yeah, players sure. are put under, aren't we? Um, and of course, the important thing is that people are kept safe, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be crazy though. It'd be crazy. Should that? Should that? Should we finish there? Lost, you still have not found your last your question. That was the last. Oh, that was the last question. Yeah, but I couldn't find who it was from. Ah, yeah, that's good. Hour and twenty six oh. minutes. Oh, that's a that's a long podcast. That is. Can you put something at the start to say it goes like massively off course for about forty five minutes and then comes back <laughs> yeah. for the last ten? We finished strong. <laughs> We finished strong, yeah. Yeah. All right. One hour twenty-seven minutes of um, semi-Albion chit-chat, shall we say? Um, but yeah, from myself and from Joe Massey, um, it's a fun farewell for now. But uh, as always, keep listening, and we'll bring you another episode very soon. Thanks very much. Stay safe.